This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. All right, you're tuned in to The John Smith Show. You can find us on YouTube at Say What You Will Radio. You can also find us on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. All right, today we've got a couple special guests. I've got the conservative bear and Pablo from the conservative Chicanos YouTube channel. Uh, maybe you've seen them. They like to go off on some conservative rants. And uh, if you haven't, I highly encourage you to check them out on the conservative Chicanos on YouTube. You can also find them on, uh, on Facebook and the Twitter. So without further ado, let's bring them on. All right, gentlemen, what's what going on? Hey, how you doing, dude? <laughs> hey, pretty good. Pretty good bear. And, uh, Pablo, welcome to the show, guys. I want to, uh, thank you for taking the time to be out here today, but I've got a lot of questions for you. And, uh, first of all, tell me about your show, why you got started, what you do, all that type of stuff. And, and please plug everywhere that my viewers can find you. All right. You want me to do it, Pablo? Go ahead. You, you, because you can tell your part of the story, and I can tell mine. Go for okay. it. So I started on new, uh, Valentine's Day this year. Um, started as the Messy Kitchen, and there's a long story behind why it's called the Messy Kitchen. Well, was, um, and I just wanted to get involved in the movement. I saw that the president was a hardworking man that he believed in America, and I believed he was getting a raw deal. So I started making videos. They were crappy, you know, but you grow and you continue to get better as, as you continue to get used to it. And then um, my son got sick and then I had to take some time off. And I was just like, I reached out to Pablo and I was like, dude, I need help. I can't do this on my own. We combined together and I'll let Pablo finish it. Yeah. And for me, um, I immediately subscribed to, to the Bears Messy Kitchen channel. Uh, he started it in February, like he mentioned. Uh, but during this time, as you guys know, there was a lot of societal chaos that was popping off with COVID uh, thing. And then shortly after with the, uh, the rioting and everything like that. So I had a lot to say. And when Nick reached out to me, he's like, man, bro, we should really, really, really jump on this, get together, team up, and try to make our voice known from the American Chicano point of view and let the viewers know out there that there are conservatives who are brown and proud. And I was like, you know what? I'm down with that. So immediately we got cooking and man, we've been popping off video after video after video. We've got over 200 videos now. Um, Nick goes live. He just recently went to DC. And so the background for me primarily was uh, you know, centered around a purpose to get our voices heard uh, and get behind the conservative movement 
and particularly our, particularly our president, Donald Trump. That's why we really started this. Yeah, gotcha. All right, that's awesome. And kudos to you guys for uh, not being afraid to have a voice, right? Because I believe that the left in this country is doing everything that they can to silence the right. Now, I will say that conservatives, we have been known to keep our mouths shut for a long, long time, right? We've, we've always been known as the silent majority. And that's why we're losing everything. We've been given up our rights. We've been, you know, the GOP, in my opinion, are a bunch of spineless cowards. I think we've got to replace the old GOP, you know, Mitch McConnell and the like. They've got to go. And we've, we've got to start replacing uh, the GOP with people like you guys, people that have a voice and aren't afraid to stand up uh, to the nonsense. That's my opinion. Now, uh, real quick in the, the chat room, my son, Logan, he does say hi, by the way. Uh, so he was helping putting this whole thing together. So, Logue, thanks, buddy. Thanks for uh, making this happen. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so so that leads me to this question, and it, it's a good, uh, good segue. What's it like being a conservative minority with a voice? What, like, how is, has your life changed? Do you catch all kinds of flack? Yeah, bro. Okay. So the more videos that we drop and we do a lot of controversial videos. So, um, I do a lot of video. We do a lot of videos on, uh, you know, the P3 DOs, you know what I'm talking about? We do a lot of videos on that and stuff, dude. But the videos that we come back on are when we do videos like on black lives matter, stuff like that, mm -hmm. we get called, I've been called a coconut. I've been called a sellout. I've been called. What is uh, a, I'm a What is a coconut? Let's not jump over <laughs> that. What does that mean? Brown on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Good. See, I'm learning. something. I already learned something today. This has been very positive. All right. Keep going. Uh, I've, if they just continue to like, they find new words to, to call us like, you know, sell out coconut. Uh, what else have I been called? I've been called a disgrace to my race. Right. I don't know. Pablo's probably been called a few things himself. You know, everything under the sun, because when, when you look at our culture, you know, with the minority and being Brown and being Chicano, um, we are conditioned in our culture that, the Democratic uh, political party has always been for the working minorities, always been for the folks who are blue collar, the folks who are out there on the grind, whereas the GOP, the Republican party has always been for the rich white yeah. guy, let's say. And yeah. so we've conditioned in that upbringing and a lot of our culture and a lot, a lot of people still cling to that, uh, you know, that whole stereotype. And it just, at this point, it's freaking, water under the bridge like like a mocha but yeah we get a lot of flack we get a lot of pushback we get we get called sellouts like nick said um people freaking literally they like our own like culture will disown us at the end of the day just because we're standing for what we believe in in, in you know in the aspect of the in the, the constitution and we're backing our president as much as we possibly can so what, when was it or what was the, the experience like when you first realized that you were a conservative, that you, were, you, you weren't buying the, uh, the typical BS that's being kind of 
indoctrinated. You know, you guys are indoctrinated with it. It's being jammed down your throats. So what was that like when you realized, oh, my God, I'm a Trump guy or I'm a conservative? Uh, I started when I was in the military. When I enlisted, I enlisted after 9-11. But growing up, you know, you get it shoved down your throat. Mijo, mijo, you, uh, the, uh, the Democrats are for us. Kennedy, Kennedy, mijo. And then you get, uh, you know, get that served up to you all the time. And then finally, when I joined the military, I looked at it and I was like, dude, conservative, you know, George W. Bush was president. And I was like, you know, conservatives are, are Republicans are for, you know, protecting the country, uh, protecting the constitution. Uh, they're not, they're, they're not for giving out free handouts that you get what you earn. It's stuff like that, that really mean that pointed out to me, especially defense in the defense spending. Well, you know, mm. under Bush, I mean, I got pay raises up every, almost every year up the ass all the time. You know, I was getting like three to 4% raises every year from 2002 uh, to 2008. And then I talked to my buddies and they were like, when Obama was an officer, like, do we haven't got a raise in like two years? You know, the interesting <laughs> thing about that too, and a lot of people don't realize it, but during Obama, the Obama administration, we lost more men and women in the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war than we did in Bush. And the reason why people don't know that is because during the Bush administration, they used to keep track of every single service man, and, um, man or woman that we lost that died that day, and they kept a ticker. The minute Obama was elected, that ticker went away, and they quit counting. And they're, they're going to do the same thing, in my opinion, with this whole business with COVID. They count every day. Every day we wake up, we find out how many people died from the COVID, how many people contracted the COVID, all this type of BS. But the minute Biden takes over, all that's going to go away. That's my prediction. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Pablo, how about you? What was your, your quote-unquote coming out experience like, buddy? <laughs> For me, uh, conservatism is linked to, in my opinion, um, values of faith and belief in our, you know, in our, in our God, in our religion, whatever, our higher power. Um, for me, I truly knew I was treading against the grain when Obama was in office. Um, and there was a bunch of like, uh, transgenderism going on and same sex marriage being legalized. And I mean, all kinds of stuff like that. I knew like, wow, this is, this is really where it's going. And there was a moral decline, such a huge moral and spiritual decline in our country when Obama was in office. I mean, apart from, uh, you know, the economic decline and bending over backwards to the globalists and everything that his whole, you know, his whole regime, uh, you know, accomplished, in my opinion, it was just nothing but a bunch of globalistic, you know, uh, you know, like freaking deals with freaking Iran and China and all this. But for me, that's when it really hit me. During the Obama administration, when all that was going on, I knew this, I was treading against the grain. But when I actually, because I didn't, I'm, I've never really been much of a political guy. And so when, with the whole terms like liberal, conservative, right, left, honestly, that that's all pretty fresh to me just this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You just knew that this one particular side stood for immorality. And this other side seemed to be for morality, if you will. Correct. Yeah, pretty much. And so you weren't familiar with, you know, the labels and all that type of stuff. Nope. Not at the time, not back in the day. Wow. Um, yeah. So it really, really became a reality to me. Like 
like you had said, you started your show in, uh, recently in April. Um, and I wanted to comment on that, like us too, like we were fresh as far as starting um, in this, you know, in this purpose to release our voice and the power of our song, get our values out there, get conservatism out there, mm -hmm. get the our constitution out there. From a minority standpoint, this is literally something that just popped off this year for me. Yeah, and you know, uh, it takes courage. It does. It does take courage to stand up and voice your opinion, you know, to go out into the, you know, uh, the media and say the things that we say because we live in a, um, a culture known as cancel culture. So there are going to be people that are going to try to find out who I am, where I work, all this type of stuff. And they're going to try to get me fired from my job simply because I am a Christian conservative guy and I'm outspoken. However, what I believe, and I don't know if you have, if you guys have kids or how many kids you have or, or, or what, what the situation is, I don't want my kids or my grandkids to have to fight this fight. I don't want to pass that down generations. So if, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done now. I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to take that fight. We live in a time, it's 1776 all over again, man. We have got to fight the state. The state has become the religion, right? You know, we're, we are to worship the state. Just like Mitch McConnell came out yesterday and he said, hey, looks like we're going to pass this, uh, this recovery bill. So we're going we're gonna to come out and we're going to rescue. He said, we're going to rescue the American people. And there's a lot of people out there that believe this crap that they're waiting for the government to rescue them. And now everybody came out today and they're all pissed off because they're only going to get $600 from the federal government. They're like, wait a minute, that's not a rescue. And my point is that if you're going to wait for, for the government to rescue you, you're always going to be disappointed. Don't ever wait for Uncle Sam to make your life better. Because exactly. it, it's never going to happen. And this handout culture started with LBJ. I mean, if you go back and you think about it, he, he basically said that he's going to get the ends voting for a Democrat for the next 200 years. Mm -hmm. And it's all because of handouts. That's right. And but what, what people don't realize is with handouts, dude, they, they took daddy out of the house. When you took dad out of the house, dude, our whole country went to crap. And that's one of the things that irritates me the most is people expect all this handout, all this great things from the government, and they rely so much on the government that they forget that hard work and dedication and keeping your job for over 90 days is more important. And you can make more money off of, right. uh, off of your income by a job than you can off $750 a month on Social Security or freaking 600 bucks on, on TANF. Right. And people don't realize that. I would rather make $1,400 a month going to work every day. At least it gives me purpose in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the people that are, that are rescuing us, they made $600 in the first three hours of their day today. Maybe more than that. You know, they're making $600 an hour, probably something ridiculous. And they have been all freaking year. None of them have turned down their paychecks. Except for Trump. Except for Trump. He's the only one. You know, you know what blows my mind, dude, with this whole COVID thing? You know, they, they, they're giving us the 600. They, they're going to give us 600 dollars. 
and I don't really care. I don't need it. Right. They're going to give us $600, but yet mom and pop shops are closing all across the world, all across this country. And for what? For a virus where you have a 99.6 chance percent of surviving, and I think it went up. And if you actually subtract the, the thousands of people that died in New York when that dumbass put uh, COVID patients in, in nursing homes mm -hmm. and killed all those old people, that's included in that 99.6. So it's probably like 99.8% survival rate if you subtract all those after his dumbass mistake. That's right. You're exactly right. And did you know this this came out today? It was reported today uh, that over in Poland, they're actually fining. Uh, they're going to they're going to dish out fines like two point two million dollars per incident for Facebook and Twitter that uh, that that uh, prohibits free speech on their platforms. Now, Poland is more concerned about people's individual liberties than the United States is because right now over in New Jersey, they're finding a guy that owns a, a workout, a gym, $1.3 million for running his freaking business. So look at the contrast. They're going after small business owners in the United States. They're trying to shut them down. Meanwhile, over in Poland, they're trying to protect the freedom of speech. Now, who in, the, in God's name thought that would ever happen? where Poland would be more free and more concerned about liberty than the United States of America. Well, if you, if you think about it, do what they're doing here in the United States, even if you mention that if this is a, the F word, F R A U D, you know what I mean? Dude, they're going to shut down your channel. You got no free speech here. And that's the thing is they took all of our freedoms. We gave them up. We did it. They, mm -hmm. they found a way to give us, to give up our freedoms and we've done it. And I don't, when I mean me, I mean us as a country, we did it. And for what? For what? I would rather, I'd rather die of COVID than give up my liberties to my kids. My kids are more important to me than, than COVID. If I died of COVID and my kids still had freedom, that means so much more to me. Absolutely. And I'm sure Pablo could speak on that. But you know these numbers that, that, there are, that are being pitched to us over the mainstream. If these mofos literally hold truth, I mean, hold, the, the, you know, and control what goes out there in the airwaves, what's being published to us. I mean, if they have that kind of power, that kind of weapon, at the end of the day, I mean, can we actually even begin to trust what they're saying? I honestly, when it comes to the COVID thing, I don't believe a word that the freaking mainstream is saying at the end of the day. But when it comes to risking, like you talked about, Nick, when it comes to risking, and getting getting our voices out there, fighting for the Constitution, fighting against communism, because you had mentioned this poor gym owner being being billed or fined $1.3 million for running his own private business. If that's not a communistic type of society and government, then I don't know what is. And that's really happening in this country. And like John was talking about, in contrast with Poland, you got to be freaking kidding me. I never thought I would see this in America. Mm. Never did I ever think I would see anything like this. And you're right, John. I agree with you 100%, man. We have got to fight for our kids. We've got to. Yeah. Got let, me, let me ask you a question. What is this gym owner supposed to do? You know, it's either board up your business and you're out of a job. You're out of your business anyway. Right. Or to remain open, at least have money come in. And what are you going to do? I'll file bankruptcy on the $1.3 million fine anyway. And F it. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Exactly right. Now, they, they have arrested those guys over there. There's two of them. 
uh, two owners. They've arrested him. I think uh, there was a guy over in Staten Island that owned a bar. He's He's been arrested twice and has gone to jail twice uh, for running a, a bar and having people because uh, undercover police officers have, you know, they went undercover and they went into the bar and then they, they were able to be served drinks without getting food. That was the freaking crime that this guy committed. He served someone a beer without selling him a cheese plate or a set, you know, a dozen wings or something for God's sakes. That's the crime. That's why he was arrested. This, I mean, it's insanity. And you've got people like Gavin Newsom who are telling everybody that they got to stay home. This is the worst. I mean, if you go outside, you're practically, you're killing somebody. And then he gets caught up at the French laundromat or whatever the hell, the French laundry, which is an extremely expensive restaurant. He's got 25 of his best friends up there. None of them are wearing masks. And they're all sitting around this dinner, eating on the government dime. None of them are socially distanced. None of them are wearing masks. And then he gets caught. And what's his excuse? Well, I used bad judgment. Learn from my mistakes. Are what's you good for what's good for me is not good for thee. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate politicians, man. They're, in my opinion, they're the most bottom feeding, uh, twisted, evil, greedy sons of bitches out there. I cannot stand them, which is why I appreciate a guy like, like Trump coming into office and doing what he's done for the country and continuing to fight the good fight. I really do, you know. I know that we're probably going to talk about this in a while, but man, I really do hope by some miracle he pulls off his election. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, here coming up soon. But Bear, you're a member of the Proud Boys. Uh, Pablo, I don't know if you are. Are you a Proud Boy? No. Okay, so Bear, you're a you're a Proud Boy, uh, and the Proud Boys are catching a ton of bad press naturally from the mainstream media. I've read reports where uh, the Proud Boys are so-called white supremacists. Uh, I've read that they're racists. I've read that they're domestic terrorists. And they, uh, the left wants to uh, actually refer to them as a domestic terrorist organization. I want you to set the record straight, buddy. Tell me what your experience has been as a Proud Boy, why you've joined the Proud Boys. And, uh, you know, if I would... If I was a recruit, what would I experience? So, um, what's the name of my channel again? The name of your channel? Yeah, what's the name of my channel? It's the uh, conservative Chicanos. Exactly. So I'm not white. Uh, <laughs> there was a reason for that question. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you, man. You looked at me like, what? I was like, wait a minute. Why is he? What, is he? Is he testing me? What's going on? Come on. <laughs> I'm a Chicano, which is basically a Mexican-American. Uh, our president is an Afro-Cuban. So how are you? How are they going to sit there and say that we're racist and we're white? Dude, yeah. there, there's so many. If you watch the- That's because you're a coconut, here, man. You're a coconut. You're white on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm a straight coconut. <laughs> oh. But that's the thing is like- Enrique Tarrio is our president. He's an Afro-Cuban. I'm a Chicano. If you look at my feed from D.C., dude, there's nothing but a bunch of white guys, brown guys, Latinos, blacks. I think we, I seen a couple of Asians. We're all out there. And it, what it is, it's a, 
It's an organization. It's a drinking organization with the Patriot problem. And that's what we go by. I don't do, there's so many different breeds of us out there, but proud boys from all over. We're around the world. And the thing is we get this bad rap because we're fighting Antifa. Right. That, that's the only thing is we're against Antifa and we're the opposition to them. And that's why we get this huge label, but yet Antifa doesn't exist. But yet we do, and we're this huge problem. And all we do is when we get together every month, we drink, we have a good time. We It's basically like being in the military where we call each other the some of the worst names ever. But it's fun. And we do it out of love for one another. Right. Because how are you going to sit there and deal with Antifa calling you out all these names and the media call you all these names if you can't handle your brothers calling you names? You know what I mean? It's fun. It's it's all in, it's all in thing. We have the telegram where we talk to each other all day long. It's fun. Yeah. In fact, you mentioned it. Joe Biden actually said that Antifa was a, just a mindset. Wasn't it? Something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And last time and I checked, reason- a mindset doesn't throw Molotov cocktails through windshields of police cars. Or hit police officers with bricks or, yeah. in the head. Yeah, exactly right. And, and demolish businesses and everything else. Uh, we all know the truth. We all know what's going on. So Unbelievable. Now you, you were in, uh, you were at a proud boys rally recently, right? Tell us about that. I was in DC and dude, it was fun. Like it was great until Antifa sent, sent people in and got one of, uh, one of my brothers stabbed. Oh my God. Uh, we got four, four brothers stabbed. And the problem is dude, is we were chilling at Harry's. It's, it's a wide known thing that that's where we hang out at when we're in DC, we were drinking in the street, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go for marches down down the road, you know, just a bunch of us, and we, you know, say our who streets, our streets, basically peaceful, being loud and obnoxious. Downtown DC, there's nobody to bother there, and the, uh, Antifa was coming and sneakering people and and causing problems. You come in, and then they blame us, dude. You're coming into a hornet's nest, knowing that there's five to seven hundred Proud Boys chilling, and you want to come in and start problems. You're gonna get stomped out. Plain and simple, just like if I was going into an Antifa rally wearing a, a black and yellow shirt, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get stomped out, and I deserve it for being an idiot. Right, right, right. Wow, yeah. Now, I had heard from a, a couple people that were on the streets over at D.C. that the D.C. police and the Capitol police were everywhere, and they were monitoring the crowds, and they were keeping the crowds in specific locations, and uh, they were basically doing what police are hired to do. And my question is, why can they do that at a conservative rally or a Proud Boys rally or a Stop the Steal rally, but they can't figure out how to do that when BLM and Antifa are destroying cities? Because the message, it doesn't fit their narrative to stop them. It fits their narrative to stop us. When we're out there trying to do our thing and we're out there doing something that we believe in, it doesn't fit their narrative. But I bet you if we dressed in all black, had, had our face mask look like a freaking uh, an Arab with the with just our eyes showing all black, they would let us destroy downtown D.C. And we and if you look at it, we didn't cause any destruction. Mm-mm. We didn't cause any damage to D.C. All the damage came on us because we got stabbed. And yet we're still the bad guys in this. We get stabbed and the guy that stabbed my brothers gets out of jail. No charges. Right. That's unbelievable. I mean, there have been so many of these Antifa freaks and these BLM guys that have have committed serious crimes. I mean, they should be, you know, if not in jail, they should they should be on house arrest. They should be fined. They should be on probation. Whatever you want to call it, they they should 
be penalized in some way. And the DAs of these liberal cities are just letting these thugs back onto the streets so that they can hop on the next Greyhound and go to the next rally and commit more crime. Exactly. And that's the thing is we are out there. We're there to stop them. We're out there doing the police job for them and we're doing it for free. And that, that's an important point, and I want to get to that. I want to talk to you about vigilan- uh, vigilantes, all right? So let's uh, let's take a one-minute break. I will be right back, and we're going to talk about vigilantes, all right? If, do we have any other options in America right now? Give me a second. Save our world. Pick up the poop. Are you tired of finding objects like this in your parks and neighborhoods? Yes, there is a solution. Ranger Rob poopy bags to the rescue. Yes, no longer do we have to tolerate this. Just pick up the poop, tie the handles, and you're done. Go to Amazon right now and get your box of Ranger Rob poopy bags and save the world for under $10. Stop. Do you own a dog? Are you frustrated with your dog's waste bags? Then try out Ranger Rob poopy bags today. Our bags are whiter, they are deeper, they have handles and are lemon scented. Our five star rated dog bags are strong and leak proof. Visit RangerRobPoopyBags.com. We're available on Amazon and you'll love our product. All right, and we're back. I just want to say real quick that Pat Pell, uh, she said about. Uh, Grayfeather Farm, she said, my skin has been so dry for many years, I lost count of the products I've bought to help. Nothing worked for more than a few hours. And then I tried Grayfeather Farm's crack attack. In just three days, it has done wonders on my legs, arms, and feet. I recommend it to everyone who has extremely dry skin. Guys, if you got a special lady in your life, I highly recommend going to Grayfeather Farm's uh, Etsy site. Get her some of that crack attack. I'm telling you, she's going to love you. She's going to thank you. And you're going to get some brownie points. Now, it's too late for Christmas, but we do have uh, February coming right around the bend. We know that means Valentine's Day. So go to the link under this video, click Grayfeather Farms link, and order it today. You're going to get free shipping. So check it out. Grayfeather Farms on Etsy. All right, guys. So, uh... Before the break there, I was talking about uh, vigilantes. And right now, when the police are being told to stand down and, uh, you know, basically make yourself invisible while there are true terrorists, true domestic terrorists that are, that are just destroying the streets in this country, do we have any other option than groups like the Proud Boys and other vigilante groups? What, what else can we do? Go ahead, Pablo. You know, I, I, with that question, what else can we do? You know, um, with, with the Proud Boys, for example, what I saw in D.C., and I wasn't there, but what I witnessed was I saw, I saw a lot of unity. I saw a lot, of, a lot of people coming together in the name of Stop the Steal. I saw a lot of positive things. And then on the flip side, I saw Antifa creating havoc. But... What I saw was the police targeting the Proud Boys, mm-hmm. not targeting Antifa, not targeting BLM. They were targeting the Proud Boys. And that's what blew my mind because 
throughout live streams, I was, I was jumping live stream to live stream to live stream and seeing what was going on. Many of the Proud Boys were trying to plead with the police officers, talking to the police officers and telling them, look, we are on the same side here. We are trying to do what's right for the country. We just want to stop this, this, these, you know, these crazy thug mofos from destroying this nation. We want to stand up for our constitution. We want to stand up for the president. We want to stop the steal. And we just want to do what's right. But at the end of the day, the police were kind of, I understand they're in a tough situation. But like you mentioned earlier, John, with in reference to the to the New York or to the New Jersey gym owner, they go in there, they do their job, they do what they're told with the corrupt DAs and, and the corrupt people that are pulling the strings. They arrest these people, like the McLaughlin's, for example. They arrest them as well. And then at these events, like we talked about, they target Proud Boys and they get everything uh, organized perfectly at these conservative rallies or, or stop the steal rallies, but never ever with these other things. Yeah. So what are we to do? Nick, what you got? Yeah, we do. We, we need organizations, unfortunately, like the organization that I'm affiliated with, along with the angry Viking family, because they're not doing their job. The police officers are, are, are handcuffed where they can't do their job. So if you look at anytime you see a proud boy rally or you see a proud boy or, or the angry family somewhere like Minnesota, nothing gets damaged because we're there policing because the police can't do nothing. The police can't round up these idiots from destroying the cities. If you look, look at DC where I was just at, nothing was destroyed because we were there. Right. You think Antifa comes out? Antifa only comes out and attacks old people, children, and people walking by themselves. They will never, ever come after a bunch of, of proud boys they don't yeah. got the balls they don't got the guts to that's no, why we're don't. needed yeah we've seen the videos we've seen the videos where someone in the, their little ninja suit you know the antifa clown will <laughs> run up and they will literally punch an old person in the back of the head while they're while they're just standing in the street and they you know it's unbelievably deranged and uh -huh. they, they catch them on video. And then the next thing you know, the same the same little jag-off, that's a Pittsburgh term, the same little jag-off that punched the old man in the, in the back of the head in D.C., he's going to end up on another video in Portland doing the same damn thing. These people just get shuffled all over the country just to create havoc. And if it wasn't for the Proud Boys and if it wasn't for the, for the other vigilante groups, I think that it would be worse. Do you not agree? Oh, I, I guarantee it, dude. That, that's why we are here. That's why we exist. It's because we who's going to patrol these the streets? And in real talk, it's not Antifa streets. It's our streets. And our streets are the streets, and we're going to defend them. We're the taxpayers. Conservatives are the ones paying taxes. You think Antifa pays any fucking taxes? Hell no. Not a dime. Uh, it's us. You. Me. Pablo. We pay taxes. Antifa don't pay a damn fucking thing. And they want to sit there and say, whose streets? Their streets? Fuck no, it's our streets. We pay taxes. We're going to go out there. We're going to do everything we possibly can to defend this state. We're going to defend that piece of paper called the Constitution, and we're willing to put our lives on the line. Do you really think if it got down to it, you think Antifa's willing to die for what they believe in? Fuck no. No. It's patriots. Patriots are the ones who'd believe in it. Patriots are the ones that are willing to die. It's patriots who, who've been serving this country since the 1700s and willing to die for what yeah. we believe in. And not only willing, but they did, right? I mean, 
think of the hundreds of, and this is a point that I make all the time. This goes back to fighting this fight right now so that our kids and grandkids don't have to fight this fight. We, I, I cannot in good conscience, conscience let hundreds of thousands of true patriotic Americans' deaths be for nothing. I can't. I can't let that lay on my conscience. I can't do it. I think about uh, the 12-year-olds who went after the British with pitchforks and rocks to fight, you know, to gain our independence from England. I think about the people who fought with George Washington to win the war. I think about the people that fought in the Civil War and gave their lives in, in all the wars, the both world wars, Vietnam, uh, you name it, Desert Storm, everything. There are dead Americans all around this world that gave their lives. For what? For us to sit back and be silent? I don't think so, man. I can't do it. I, I just can't. And I don't understand why more conservatives don't speak out. Because you know, we're weak. Go I, ahead, Pablo. I completely agree with you, John. You know, a lot, a lot of conservatives um, are Christians. Mm-hmm. And the Christian community, I mean, it's almost like an act of God to get them united under one cause. They're so busy fighting against each other or whatever. But a lot of them are just like, well, I don't get involved in political talk. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to engage in that, you know, or they'll say something like, you know, well, Jesus wasn't into politics or, or whatever. Um, I really, really believe that we, there's, honestly, I believe there's more of us than there is of them at the end of the day. When it comes to conservatism, when it comes to people of faith, when it comes to people that absolutely truly do love this country and love the constitution and appreciate the benefits that we have here i think there's more of us but why on earth are we remaining the silent majority is still beyond me i just don't i don't understand it i had to get that myself don same thing that's why me and nick that's why we joined together on the channel because i had to get it out because i was venting to my wife i was venting to my friends i was venting to everybody and nobody was you know whatever you know nobody did nobody gave a shit but at the end of the day, I had to just say, you know what? You got to do something. Yeah. Um, taking it to the next level, man. And Nick is really, really, really uh, very passionate about this country at the end of the day. And he is going forth. A lot of our subscribers are supporting him. And um, he's, he's once again going to put himself in harm's way out there in D.C. coming up. All right. Logan has a good question. He says, if you're talking to your everyday voter, the non-vocal, uh, uneducated voter who only sees the mainstream media things about the state of the country, what would you say they could do to make a change in this country? That's an easy one. What I would tell, and I tell a lot of my friends, educate yourselves. Educate yourselves. The best thing you could do is start researching. Because once you research and you, and you see the difference between the two parties, you'll see and you'll open your eyes to a lot of things. Like, a lot of people don't know that Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president ever. And it's important that we know that. A lot of people don't know that it was the conservatives, the Republicans, who voted for uh, women's suffrage. They think it's all Democratic run, and it's all because they think Kennedy had a lot to do with it. But Lincoln was a Republican. A lot of the the policies that we have today that are available to 
that that opened up uh, the freedom of slaveries, emancipated proclamation. That's all Republicans. That's right. Women's suffrage, all Republicans. The only thing that the Democrats have ever done for this country was start socialism, starting with FDR. And I used to love FDR until I educated myself and I realized he's the idiot who started all this. Yeah, all it this actually goes stuff. back to Woodrow Wilson. He was the yeah. first progressive. He was the first one that was using the media to manipulate Americans. And in fact, uh, he was so good at it that it was, I believe, I don't have the facts in front of me to back this up, but, but do your own research. I tell everybody to do your own research, but it was actually Hitler who studied how Woodrow Wilson manipulated the people in order so that he could do the same thing. It's unbelievable. And people don't want to hear that, but it's factual. It's all propaganda, and that's what Woodrow Wilson was the king of propaganda. He was. You're it, right. Yeah. So, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, so I think you can get involved, too, to answer Logan's question. You know, when, when he was in school, he's my son, when he was in school, he had to watch Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth movie three <laughs> times. <laughs> three times in one year. And not once... Did the school offer the other side? Because it's all indoctrination. It has nothing to do with education anymore. And so as a parent, this is how you get involved, even at the micro level. You go down to your school and you get in the principal's face and you say, why are you doing this to our students? Why are you trying to manipulate their minds? I want an answer. And you raise havoc. You don't shut your mouth. As conservatives, we have kept our mouths shut from the micro level to the macro level. We just sit around and hope things get better. And I'm a Christian. I am a Christian, but I'm not a Christian that's going to sit back and say, okay, Jesus, it's, this is all up to you. Uh, I'm just going to sit here like a bump on a log, and I expect you to fix everything. Because yeah. you can't do it. You can't lay down on a railroad track and pray that Jesus saves you. You have to take a little bit of initiative and get your butt off the railroad track or you're going to be dead. That's just the way it is. That's true. I so. agree. And, you know, even the scripture says there's power of life and death in the tongue. And those that use it will eat the fruit thereof. I mean, we have to use our sword. Our sword is our tongue. And for us to sit back as Christians, to me, makes no sense whatsoever because we are literally watching an invasion from hell, an invasion from a communistic society type of government that is rooted in Luciferianism taking over our country. And we're not going to say a word about it? Come on. It's insane. And think, yeah. And I think at the end of the day with, with what Nick said, educating ourselves, I think it starts in the family as well. We as leaders of the home, fathers, whatever, I mean, uh, uncles, big brothers, whatever mamas out there, aunties, big sisters, cousins, we gotta we really have to educate our our, our nucleus. Yeah. I mean, because these kids these days have so much power connected to, to you know to technology and uh, social media that when they you know when they engage in that it influences the masses as well. So if we could really, really infiltrate our families as well with with pure, you know, sound faith and 
and, and conservatism and you know what is truly right at the end of the day and what's really going on in the country i would also say stop listening to the mainstream all the way through and through turn that crap off and do your own research man. no that's so true and and just real quick i just want to throw a uh a little plug for myself in there. If you're enjoying this show and I hope you are. And, uh, these guys are amazing by the way, I would just ask that you subscribe to my channel and you go over to, uh, the conservative Chicanos and you subscribe to their channel. You want to answer Logan's question, educate yourself, subscribe to channels like ours and stop watching CNN and, and just get engaged in the conversation. You know, uh, Thanksgiving was just uh, a couple weeks ago, right? And what were these little Marxists taught to do? They were told to argue with their family members about Thanksgiving and what, how horrific the founders of this country are. They were told to make Thanksgiving dinner uncomfortable and argue with your parents during dinner. Now that's, how are you, how are we going to win this battle if we don't argue back with facts, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying hit them over the head with a turkey leg, although you might feel like it sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you got to know your facts. You just got to learn the truth. And there's truth out there. Find yourself old history books. Don't, don't buy any new history books because they're all, they're, they've all been jaded and screwed up and, uh, let's see what he says here. For someone who is feeling similar to how you guys said you felt about finding conservative values more relatable, if they are in a family setting where uh, liberalism is rampant, how can they dialogue? Well, you just say it, man. Don't be afraid to speak up. And if your, if your family members get all butthurt, you can't care. Because what's more important, the truth is the truth shall set you free. Facts over feelings. Facts well, over we, feelings. And we are surrounded by that in our culture. You know, we have nothing but liberalism, nothing but the left and the far left. I mean, even more so than just the liberal, we got crazy leftists in our culture, especially where I'm from. Man, I live in a state that is just pure left, pure blue, pure, just freaking literal insanity going on. So, for, for, yeah, and like you said, John, you just got, you, you can't, you got to face it fearlessly, just like Jesus did. Yeah. What did he do? Fearless. He was a revolutionary. He was unbelievable, in my opinion. Just remarkable man oh. all the way through and through. And he didn't, he didn't hold back any punches uh, to the societal leaders, the religious leaders, the political leaders of the day. He was just on top of his game. And he spoke with fire, passion, authority, and strength. And that's what we got to speak. And that's how we got to stand. And it's easier said than done, guys. No, it is. And, it, and if you're going to get, because right now the left is trying to hijack Christianity too, right? Uh, they oh, want yeah. to teach us that Christianity is, uh, that Jesus was a socialist, that Jesus hung out uh, with the sinners. In other words, he, he uh, condoned their sins. So they want to take and they want to twist the truth of the scriptures. Now, you need to know the truth of the scriptures so that you can fight back because even Satan himself tried to use the scriptures against Christ in his 40 days when he was out in the, in the, uh, the forest for 40 days, right? So you have to be prepared with facts, and you just can't, you're not going to learn by putting the Bible under your pillow at night while you sleep. 
You can't learn by osmosis. You've actually got to open the Bible and you got to read it and you got to learn it. And that's true with any history. You got to put the effort in and you got to spend time doing it. And then you can counteract with facts. Now, I like what Chico's Taco said. He says you can't. Democrats rage when you tell them the facts. Yeah, that's true. But let them rage. Let them rage. All right. So let's. Uh, that leads to to my question. I want to. This is kind of a kind of an off the kind of a funny question. But are liberals are they evil, dumb, or ignorant? Ignorant. I think they're ignorant because if you actually went and you did your research and you looked and you and you studied, the Bible says study yourself to be approved. Mm-hmm. If you actually went out and studied, you how could you even follow liberal uh, liberalism, especially Marxism, where we're headed. But if you sat there and you and you educated yourself and you would see, you would know that this that you would know where we're at. You would know that this these these people don't care about you. What they care more about is money. Money. That's why I don't know when it happened, John. I don't know when it happened. But when did our when did the Congress and the the House and the Senate forget that they were representatives? It's yeah. in their title. They're represented. They're supposed to represent you, me, all of us. They don't. They, they, what they represent is themselves and their own money. And that's what is so freaking frustrating is because they're supposed to, they work on tax dollars mm-hmm. and they, yet they don't do anything to represent me. My Congressman, the one I loved was, um, Cory Gardner. They got him out and put Hickenlooper in who stole money from the state, used mo- state money to pay for his own crimes, hire lawyers out of his, for his own crimes. And yet he got voted in. That's how dumb it is. And watch out, Texas. What they did to Colorado is going to happen to Arizona and Texas because they're already gunning for you guys. Oh, yeah. It's already happening in Arizona. They're they're flooding Arizona with people from California, and the people from California are bringing their liberalism with them. The same thing that's destroyed their own state to the point they can't afford to live there anymore, and their companies are bailing out of California like crazy, and the companies are coming to Arizona and Texas, and they're bringing thousands and thousands of their workers with them. They're so, and I agree with you, they're so ignorant to reality that they think, or they, they maybe they just don't think, they feel that their way is right and they don't take the time to think about it, to actually make a conscious decision. They don't sit down and look at both sides. They've been spoon fed lies since they were in kindergarten. So I think it is a true ignorance. And that's why I think kind of going back to Logan's question, how do we make a difference? It is through education bear so that you can educate. Because when you talk to liberals, the reason they freak out is because they're hearing the truth and many times for the first time. And it's in contradiction to what they've been taught their whole life. So they get, they get upset because it doesn't, doesn't line up with everything they've been lied to for the past. God only knows 20 years of their life. It's a culture shock. It is a culture shock. It is a culture shock. But I mean, as far as liberal values and liberal beliefs and, you know, I've, I've worked with very old liberals. I'm talking 88, 90 year, 90 year old people that literally, I guess, came from a generation where they truly believe everything they hear, um, you know, when it comes to CNN, when it comes to mainstream outlets and news, 
uh, and they just literally just eat the narrative up like I've never seen. And they just they just fall in line. They fall in line under that hypnotic spell that's being passed through the airwaves in their brain. And now, oh, Trump is this and this is this. Oh, Trump's a Nazi. Get him out of office. They literally, I don't know if it's dumb, ignorant, evil, all three, but my goodness, man, it's like mind-blowing to me. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. So where do you guys, uh, as far as Trump having the ability to pull out this election, is it possible at this point or is that ship sailed? I think there's a 5% chance that he could get it to get it done. I think what the Supreme Court did with the Texas lawsuit was criminal because if you have states, 22 states running again or asking the Supreme Court to hear a case, yeah, you really want us to, and then you just dismiss it. No, don't even hear arguments. And you want us to sit there and think that you're on, on our side and you, you care about the people. What about the 74 million Trump supporters who are alive right. that actually voted for Trump where Biden's 84 million? They're not all alive. Most of them are dead. And they, and they want us to believe that Biden got more votes than Barack Obama at his peak. Right. They want us to believe that when Barack Obama in 2008 could do no wrong. No, he was Barack the Messiah. Obama. He was the Messiah oh, yeah. of the Democratic Party. He was. And they want us to believe that the quicker sniffer picker upper got more votes than Barack Obama. You're out of your mind. Hey, and that's why. <laughs> yesterday he said he said Hunter Biden's the smartest man he knows. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote that he made on the Colbert show. <laughs> oh my god! I would but play I the clip at the. I played the clip yesterday on my show, and YouTube deleted my uh, my show because of it. <laughs> But I say 5% chance Trump has to pull this out. What do you think, yeah. Pablo? Well, after the news, what, what SCOTUS did in dismissing half the country's, you know, appeal, to, you know, for, for the election results, I, I just, I, I'm lost, bro. I'm lost. This, that was, in my opinion, that would have been like a home run if they would have actually sat down, listened to the arguments, considered the evidence, the mainstream is telling us there is no evidence. Everybody out there is telling us there's no evidence of the F-R-A-U-D word whatsoever. So it's like, what are we to believe at the end of the day? But then you see Sidney Powell, you see, uh, you know, Trump, the Trump campaign, and you see that they are pressing forward and they are determined to get the bill. So in that aspect, I still have hope, you know, from, from a faith standpoint. But when it comes to actually looking at things, it's like, wow. I don't know. I'm with you. Maybe 5%. Yeah. Now, Trump did say there was something big coming out of Pennsylvania real soon. So I don't know if that news broke yet or not, but uh, it should be breaking pretty soon. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that news is, but I'm sure it has something to do with the uh, illegal ballots that were brought in from New York. There was that, uh, I think he was a UPS driver or a mailman or someone that brought in like a couple hundred thousand votes out of the state of New York after the election. Nick, did you hear about that? I heard about that. I was sick when that happened to you, when that news dropped. That's, I think I sent you a link about that. I didn't hear about that. Man. I've been busy, but I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. So we'll, we'll find out if that's the case. Uh, Logan says, would you agree on Trump taking even more drastic steps and refusing to concede? Yes, I would. 
I don't want to see, I don't know what you guys think. I don't want to see Trump concede because it's a stolen election. There's so much evidence out there. And just because uh, Chuck Todd or any one of these other liberal idiots uh, talking points, you know, they're, they're talking points uh, on the Sunday shows and all week long, just because they don't want to cover this story doesn't mean that the story isn't there. Am I right? I agree. That's, and that's why I was so pissed off that the Texas lawsuit didn't even get heard. Yeah. That's a and, joke. You know, and that broke while I was on the flight to DC. Yeah. And dude, you when I and I was the first person on the plane to say it. I was like, I was like, we were uh, ready to take off, and I was like, dude, the Texas, uh, Texas uh, Supreme Court just re- rejected Texas, and dude, my plane where you saw a lot of red hats, you know, the KKK, the new KKK cover, the red hats, dude, everybody on there was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, yeah, dude, they just dismissed it, and then you saw everybody's phones light up because they were looking it up, dude. They were pissed, and the reason why it got so bad in DC was because of SCOTUS. And wow. then you saw, um, what's his name? Uh, exactly. Ban that video. Ban dot video. Uh, oh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, him. He was walking around, dude. Um, Owen Schroyer was walking around. They were all pissed off, dude. I'm telling you, the Proud Boys were mad. And there was, I guarantee, at least 300,000 people there. They were all pissed off. Wow. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine so. I, the fact, and then the rumor came out that Justice Roberts was so angry about because the conservatives uh, uh, justices wanted to hear the case. They thought it was constitutional. We need to hear this. This is a big deal. And Justice Roberts was overheard screaming through the, you know, uh, outside the office at the conservative justices about not, they were, he refused to hear it. And he said, you mean Rhino, Rhino Roberts. Yeah. Rhino Roberts. He said, because of all the riots out there, we can't get involved in this. So he would rather succumb just like, you know, all these liberal, uh, you know, politicians out there. They just want to act as if these riots, you know, aren't occurring. But then the, then the chief justice says, no, we can't hear this case because we can't have more riots. Now it has nothing to do with the constitution or the legality of the argument. It's another rhino succumbing to fear and just being a spineless jellyfish. It's unbelievable. Dude, I know. It's Alex Jones. My bad. Sorry oh, about Alex that. Jones. Uh, yeah. pepper wings. <laughs> I can't, dude, my brain's so all over the place because I have so many videos I got to do, but my brain's all over the place. But yeah, dude, but Rhino Roberts, dude, I, I, let me ask you a question, John. I got two questions. Yeah. To ask hey, you let me let me or... just end the show real quick. Um, just because if people are listening on Good Talk Radio, we're going to go ahead and end the show. If you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to saywhatyouwillradio.com or you can view the video on our uh, YouTube. So thanks for listening on Good Talk Radio. Until tomorrow night, good night and God bless. All right, go ahead, conservative. That, that's right. just so I can edit that out. Okay. (laughs) I got, I got two questions to ask you. Yes. One. um, Why is it, why does it seem like that when it comes to Supreme court justices, Democrats bat 1000, they, they, they land every single one of them. Sotomayor, all of them. They, they land it every single time, 100%. Uh But yet when, when we get conservative justices, they're always rhinos. We fail. We we bat like maybe three hundred. Not even that. that. 
You know, I think part of the reason is because uh, progressivism exists on both sides of the aisle. It's not, uh, you know, it's not only on the left side of the aisle. Progressivism is on both sides. It's it's kind of a pollutant, and that's why you see progressivism even in Catholic, you know, or not Catholic churches, but Christian churches. Uh, you see it; uh, they infect everything. They infect the schools. They infect Hollywood. They infect you know just about any media possible. Even even Fox News has been infected with progressivism, right? You see, Fox <laughs> News is crashing and burning because of the progressive owners now. So it's just, I think, I think the, the, the rhinos, they're just happy they're there. They're happy that they've got this extremely cushy job. They make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. They can invest that money into uh, wall street. They, they do insider trading, like it's going out of business and they're, uh, they're immune to it. They can't be arrested for insider trading. Um, if you remember John Boehner, who was Speaker of the House, that guy made millions, millions of dollars in the stock market by insider trading. And so did Nancy Pelosi. In fact, there's a 60 minute special about it, probably from 15 years ago, about how these Congress people, men and women, they make millions. I mean, you can't make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year for 10 years and then be finished and be have a net worth of 25 million. It doesn't add up. So they just don't care. I think, I, I really think they're happy to be where they at. They, they, they don't want to get into these big pissing matches back and forth with the Democrats. And I think they're, they're too dumb to think that they will actually be given the same response when they're in control. You know, if we do it for them, they'll reciprocate and do it for us. And I, I don't know if they truly believe that or if that's just what they, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, to, an, to answer your question, that was a long answer to not answer it, but to answer your question, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, why the Republicans are so spineless. I don't know. Well, to me, John, your, your, your whole narrative makes sense. Uh, the fact that progressivism is invading everything and everywhere, because it truly is. Um, and for me, that's that's a connection to like, uh, you know, this this whole agenda that, in my opinion, is going forth uh, in our society. You know, to to really, really, really attack our religious beliefs, attack our values, attack our nuclear family, attack um, you know our private businesses. In my opinion, there's an agenda behind progressivism, and I think, like you said, it is invading everywhere. And I think a lot of Republicans are on board. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans who begged Trump to campaign for them because they were in very close matches or they weren't, you know, they were behind. And Trump went all over the country to campaign for these people. And now they're all turning their back on him. Now they're like telling him he's got to concede. He's got to shut up. He's got to, you know, that's the backstabbing that occurs on the conservative side of politics year in and year out election, you know, every election year, it happens over and over and over again. And unfortunately, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans, they don't tune in to politics until six months before the election. They don't pay attention for four years. 
they don't watch these politicians stab each other in the back and stab the American people, their electorate in the back. They just don't pay attention because they're busy trying to make enough money to pay the bills. Uh, you know, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're out with their kids at Little League and they've got a million different things going on and they're just not paying attention until, you know, a, a couple months before the election and then they get involved and they don't realize how the people that they're voting for have screwed, have screwed them for the past four years. It's sad. That was weird. Because, yeah, I know. But it's sad though because in the end, they're making all this money. That's why I'm all for term limits. Because... I mean, if the most important, if the most important office in the United States has term limits, why doesn't the Senate and the Congress, who I feel, and if anybody actually pays attention, is the most powerful uh, or, uh, part of the government, the House and the Senate, mm -hmm. because they pass all the bills, and yet they can, they can live out and live this luxury life for 50, 60 years and don't give a shit about it, vote presence, or don't even show up to a vote. And yet they still continue to get paid. That's what has me so irritated, aggravated, and frustrated with these people because nobody wants to, to talk about term limits. And it needs to get freaking yeah. taken care of. Yeah, That's but you why think about it. Think about this, though, Bear. The same people that have to vote for term limits are the same people that are going to be voting themselves out of office. Now, what they need to do, and I don't know if there's a way uh, that we could skirt uh, the Senate or skirt the Congress to do this. But what they need to do is eliminate and overturn the 17th amendment, because I don't know um, how familiar you're, you are with the 17th amendment, but prior to the 17th amendment, senators from each state were nominated by the, uh, the state's uh, house of representatives, the state. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the state would get together when it was their time to nominate a, a, a Senator and they would just nominate a person to send to Washington. So senators weren't elected. And the founders knew that. The founders knew that the Senate was supposed to be as pure as possible. So they tried to eliminate as much politics out of, as far as the election goes, they tried to eliminate that in the Senate so that they knew that the senators would naturally uh, turn over as the local, the state uh, house would turn over. Because the state house would want to, they would want to nominate their own senators. They don't want to not keep nominating the same senator over again. So that's why that's why uh, it was set up that way originally. And then the Seventeenth Amendment came along, and I believe it was during Woodrow Wilson's time. That scumbag, Woodrow Wilson. Okay, <laughs> Dor they passed the Seventeenth Amendment, which then turned the Senate's. Uh, the Senate seats into elected seats and that introduced all the corruption into the Senate as well, because now senators are in there for 50 years, like Strom Thurmond and all these other people, even that idiot, John McCain, that was here in Arizona, he was in it forever. And uh, you know, I don't think you should be elected in, in Senate, like in your thirties and stay there till you're dead. I don't <laughs> think that's the way it should work. And he would have been tossed out by the local Congress, you know, here in Arizona decades ago, had it been done that way. So now they all give in to special interests and they got to get elected. So they do the same crap as all the other politicians. So if, if they can't do term limits, 
they've got to get rid of the 17th Amendment, overturn it, and go back to the way the founders, because they were a lot smarter than we were. They knew how to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they built the Constitution. Yeah. They built this up for a reason. But yet, that's that's what I'm talking about, man, is that these people get so comfy. And I I think if we do repeal the 17th Amendment, let's say we do that. I think Mm -hmm. that we also need to make it to where, hey, guess what? You don't get to be a, um, you don't get to join any PACs either. You don't get to become a lobbyist. You did your job. You worked for America. Now time for retirement. You can do another job, but you can't be a lobbyist because I know a lot of these, these, these money hungry, greedy month sons of, you know what I mean? <laughs> where we'll start to go and, and become lobbyists and get money that way. So they're influencing all the time. And that's the only way that we could get a pure Senate. Repeal the 17th. Make sure that these these former senators cannot become lobbyists. Yep. And then I think we'd have a smoother transition. That's we it. wouldn't have got the bullshit ass. Uh, sorry, I'm trying not to cuss. We got some bull crap. <laughs> hey, say what you will, radio man. Say. <laughs> I get frustrated, man, because I love this country, and I know if George Washington got a time, we went back, grabbed George Washington from 17 the 1700s, brought him back, and said, "Look at this," you'd be like, "What the." fuck did you do to my beautiful country well they even knew it uh you know after they met for the uh the constitutional uh you know i forget what they they called that but when they met and they wrote the constitution they came out and the people wanted to know what type of government did you give us and they responded a constitutional democracy if you can keep it or i'm sorry a representative democracy a republic, if you can keep it. And they knew that. They knew the biggest danger to our republic was ourselves. And, and it was they were smart. It was Taft. It was Taft. Taft was the one that signed the 19th Amendment. Oh, oh the 17th Amendment. Or the 17th, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was during that other jag-off. <laughs> well, Taft was overweight and fat and couldn't they had to get a special tub for his ass too. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Ashley's awesome. We're going to have to have her on the show one of these days. But, and you're right dude. The, the dude, they knew what they were doing. Our, our, the founding fathers knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They knew what we had is something so delicate. And if you remember that movie uh, Gladiator, we, where he said it's, it, you could just sear it. If you, but if you speak it, it disappears. Yeah. Um, you remember that part from the movie at the beginning? Uh, Marcus Aurelius? It, dude, that's how America is. It's so delicate. Our constitution is, is so delicate. Right. But if, but if you step on it, it's easy to break. And that's why so many people are willing to die for it because it's so, it's so beautiful. And I, I, it, it hurts my feelings, man, to see so many people just defecating on that beautiful piece of paper. And, uh, John, there's a video. If you go on my channel, there's a video called the, the, the national anthem is you've never heard it. Go listen to that video, man. It'll make, it'll bring a tear to your eye. Wow. I will for sure. You know, you mentioned a gladiator. I think about Braveheart. That's one of my all time favorite movies. Me too. <laughs> you know, and you think about it when he says this one chance, this is your one chance to choose freedom. You know, and it's just like, man, aren't you tired of living under a repressive state? 
aren't you sick of it? Them telling us, you know, who we can marry, when we can marry and what we can, what we can own and how much we can own. And aren't you sick of that? And here we are, you know, thousands of years later in these, just these, these knuckleheads. They're just giving away the greatest country that was ever founded. And they're just, they're just giving it away. And for a virus, Right. Are you talking about liberalism? Yeah. (laughs) Liberalism. And it's weird. Liberalism. I don't know how anybody could sit there and, and, and just listen and, and follow what they, what they're saying. It doesn't make any sense. Anything that they have to say never makes any sense to me. Uh -uh. Like where they say, like right now, John, me and you could go into a woman's bathroom and they can't tell us nothing. Yeah. We could just say we identify as women. That's insane. Dude, if let me see a man looking like Pablo or myself walk into a woman's bathroom with my 12-year-old daughter in there, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm telling you. There was just a movie star that just came out as a transgender. I don't know. It was a she, and now, now it's a he. And if you go to Google, you can't even – there's no – Alan Page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's what no – What was it? What's the name? Alan Page. Yeah, and before it was Alan, it was some other. It was a chick name, and now oh, that's he, her name, Alan. That was her chick name. Oh, okay. It was okay, but she oh, wait. was it a man? No, it's a, it was a lady who's a man now. Oh, okay. You know, and How'd she goes by Elliot. Elliot, there you go. Yeah, so that's right. So, uh, if you Google her, now it comes up as. The, the guy name. It's like the girl has just completely vanished. And what we've done in this country with transgenderism and so many other things is we have just turned a blind eye to mental illness because that's what it is. If you really, if you're a chick or a dude and you think you're the other, there's mental illness there and that should be addressed. That shouldn't be ignored and, and just accepted. It's 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 insanity to me. I I, I just I, more. I could not agree more, especially because folks want to dictate to the rest of the country what they identify as when they are biologically male or female. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's like, look, you're telling me how to interpret science, how to and, and they're so big on science, right? How to interpret yeah. and force me to abide by your illness or by your interpretation of what you are it just makes no sense to me no they call us the science deniers yet to them a fetus up until minutes before they they give they travel through the birth canal that's not a baby so no My matter God. what science says about that because that's got its own human dna it's got a heartbeat it's got a brain and you're going to tell me that that's not a human being. And then they're going to tell me I'm the science denier. And then they're going to tell me a chick who thinks she's a guy is a guy. No, that's not what science says. That's a, you know, and then now even down to the nitty gritty, the, the stupid mask. There are so many studies out there that say social distancing and closing all these businesses and wearing these masks does nothing. They have proven it over and over. There's studies all around the world that have proven it. But 
you still got to do it. And no matter how many studies come out, they act as if their way is the right way. It's, it's just science. Science only matters to a liberal if it fits their narrative. Exactly. I.e. science says there's only two chromosomes, XX and XY. You can't change them. If I go and castrate myself and uh, self-mutilate myself and, be, and grow a vagina, I'm still always going to carry my Y chromosome. That's right. never going to change. Right. I could go get breast implants, get a nice booty. You know what I mean? I'm still a dude. I still got a Y chromosome. We got to go and back, take- though. Can you grow a vagina? Is that something you can <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> Call me out, John. <laughs> no, that was that was uh, that was perfect. That's that was. Bro, and, then I, and then I see your. I, then I knew I screwed up when I looked at you in the in the camera <laughs> or the, on the screen, and your face is bright red. I was like, I said something stupid. <laughs> oh no, that was great, man. That was so funny. <laughs> but uh, I'm never gonna change my chromosomes, and that and it's like. You guys only want to talk science. You only want to believe science when it comes to global global warming. But you remember back in the 70s, it was global cooling. Yeah. So I don't know where, the, where it shifted. Right. You know what I mean? And then you want to believe science when it fits your narrative. But yeah. when it comes to having a penis or a vagina, science is wrong. There's 9,285 million different genders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all comes down. It all comes down to your pronouns, right? Oh. What are your pronouns? And apparently this new actress that's a that was a chick that's now a guy, her pronouns are now he and they. So she refers to herself as multiple people. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, she's like Sybil all over again, right? <laughs> and back then we treated Sybil as, you know, as having a mental illness. You know, and now we just, oh, you know. You you know what, John? I think the United States made a bad mistake. Back in the, I think it was, I don't know if it was the 60s or the 70s. But when they closed down mental, state-run health, uh, mental institutions. Yes. Because of the corruption that was going on. That screwed it all up. Now, if we were, I would pay a higher tax, I'll pay higher taxes. I don't care, house tax sales tax you could tax me to reopen up these mental institutions dude that'll clear up our homeless problem because a lot of these homeless guys on the street have mental illnesses that's right and then we could we could take care of elliot page or alan page or john page whatever page is out there (laughs) we could throw them in there too and then we could get them medicated and right but we i don't i don't remember was the 60s or the 70s but they said no more state mental institutions and why I mean, I understand that they were doing grotesque things out there, but stop that. You know what? End that. You know, just go back in there, get some mental health treatment, get better, then come back out. You don't have to get electroshock therapy or when they cut your head open and take a part of your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do all that. Just put you on the medication, get you right for 90 or a year or however long you need to be in there and get you medicated and get you right. But instead, I don't know where what idiot decided to close them, but that was the dumbest mistake. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And now they, they refer to them as underrepresented, you know, underrepresented, uh, I don't know, factions. I forget what the hell they're called, groups. I don't know what they call them. But they're they're underrepresented because they're, like, 
the bookends, right? I mean, they're, they're way out there because they're mentally messed up. Let's not pretend as if they're, you know, they, they need to be recognized in that I'm the problem, right? Because that's what happens. They turn it around on the Christian who says, wait a minute, it doesn't seem right, right? There's a little bit of mental illness. Maybe we need to get her on medication. And then I'm the homophobe or I'm the transphobe or whatever phobe they throw out there, right? I always just say D, all the above. Yeah. No, uh, the episode Border Girls on South Park like that? No. Oh, man. you got to see it. <laughs> you got to see it. It's all about what this subject that we're talking about. Uh, trans men or trans, okay, men who are biological men identifying as women competing against women in women's sports. That's mm. More or less, what the what the uh, episode is about, yeah, and, and they really make fun of that, and then they kind of you know infiltrate the motive as to why this man started identifying as a woman, and it's just a hilarious episode about <laughs> this subject. You have to check it out. I definitely this will. The, this is the thing, John. Have you noticed? And it, when it comes to these sports, the sports thing, it's always a man that. Is fighting to get into women's sports. It's never the woman trying to be that's become a man trying to get into man sports. It's always the men putting on a wig, beard, mustache, and trying to compete in women's sports. Right. Like, dude, I was I did a when I first started as the messy kitchen, I did a video about these track guys. I think they were in, in the upper northeast. Dude, they were dudes. They had a mustache, beard, they were dating a girl. They would throw on a wig and run track and broke every track record. And do you want to sit there? They still had the fucking mustache. <laughs> they still had the dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, are you serious? You're running with a mustache, dreadlocks. You look like a dude. Oh, my you God. You know damn well that what they're doing, they're doing this to get college scholarships. That's right. And, you know, shame on the colleges for even recognizing them as female and giving them the damn scholarship. Because you've got a girl that's worked her entire life to get where she was and she's expecting a scholarship. And then bill shows up with a dress on, <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Bro, Maybe- I was, I watched this other video. Swear to God, this dude was about as big as me. So I'm five, seven, two fifty, right? He goes into this weightlifting competition. He, he has on a blonde wig. He has lipstick on. It's all mangled. You can tell he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's going to this powerlifting contest and just be like breaking every woman's record. And he looks like me with lipstick. I'm sitting there like, come on, dude. You know you're going home and you're pounding at a girl. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Dude, what about Fallon Fox? Have you guys heard of Fallon Fox? Yep, I know Fallon Fox. Yeah, the MMA fighter who went in and just beat the brakes out of out of women. Poor, <laughs> poor old ladies, bro. This dude's ripped. Goes in there and just freaking beats the brakes out of them. Have you heard of Fallon Fox, John? Uh-oh. Oh, dude, YouTuber fights, dude. This is a dude. A real dude. Dude, no lie. Uh. He really, really competed in women's MMA and just beat the heck out of women. Like, just <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, man. It's it's never it's never transgender males that are that are doing this. It's always transgender females. Yes. 
wait a minute, say that again? Okay, so what does that mean right there? I'm, I'm telling you. A transgender female okay. is a penis to a vagina. A transgender male is a vagina to a penis. <laughs> I know, dude, it's confusing. All right. It's too hard for me to keep track of. You yeah, know. Bro, bro, like, when I open up dialogue about the whole, you know, the LGBT, QRST, UBWXYZ, I literally spell out the whole alphabet because I honestly am not politically correct on it. I don't, yeah. I'm not enough on that, but I just spell it all out. It's mental gymnastics, man. And and you can sit down with people and you can try to like talk to these these liberals that believe in all this crazy stuff and none of them are even consistent. And by the time it's over with, the whole conversation is so convoluted and screwy that it's like you you can't even reason with them. It's just there's no reason whatsoever. See, I'm I'm fine with LGBTQAI. The T the T I don't understand, I don't get. Oh. I don't Whoa, 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 whoa. What's AI? That's the word, like, the he, she, it, they, the, Compton, Tupac, Jesus, all of it, the rest of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. So if you identify as a mouse, you want people to call you Mickey. You're cool with that? I'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> my, my, my problem is, dude, my problem is this. I have two problems. I have two problems. That's not this. bad. If you only got two. Well, here's the thing. I got a problem with, with, with the T because they're trying to do this to little kids. Yeah. If you're if you're 21 and you want to cash uh, self metal mutilate yourself, do it. It's none of my damn business. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah. once you start having a nine year old transition, that's where my beef is. Right. Dude, when that when that nine year old grows up to be 21 and still wants to identify as um, as Mickey Mouse, well, at 21 I'll call you Mickey Mouse. Okay. But until well, they're, then, they're trying to give puberty blockers to kids to stop them from problem. going into puberty so that they can eventually decide what they want to be. They argue that puberty pushes them uh, one way or another. So they want to block them from even going into puberty so that they can be mentally mature enough to choose what gender they want to be. And then they can go through puberty. I mean, I'm telling you, this is, these are the people that are calling us science deniers. I mean, puberty, you know, come on. I mean, I don't even need, you, need to get into the obvious arguments there, but. Did you see the problem that Jazz Jennings had? No. They, they, they gave this, this poor, well, it, they did it to themselves, but they gave this kid these puberty blockers at such a young age that they, that the, this kid didn't have enough penis tissue to, to make it a vagina. Had a bunch of problems because you need the tissue to, to change it. And they didn't have enough. It's weird. That's why I'm saying if you want to be 25 and want to me call you Mickey Mouse, okay, you're Mickey Mouse. My other problem, like I said, two problems was the maps. Maps, you you need to be drawn, quartered, and castrated. Ugh. You know what a map is? No. Minor attracted person is a map. A minor attracted person? Right. Yep. P3DOs. Right. It's the argument that the left is coming out with, you know, pretty much stating that, hey, I'm 25 years old, uh, but I'm attracted to a 12-year-old, and that's uh. called a person, and hey, it's, I can't help who I love. 
um, whatever, whatever, it's all good. It's that argument. Have you you haven't heard that argument yet? No, I, I told I'm not. I told you, John. We we hit on the we hit on our channel hits on some of the rough stuff, man. <laughs> um, wow. We won't go that respect for your channel, but those are my two issues because they're trying to shoehorn maps into the LGB. Oh my god. Q, whatever. So. Yeah. But we won't go there out of respect for your channel. So. No, 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 no. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> say what you will radio, man. You know what I'm saying? I keep telling you that. Hey, but listen, I want to thank everybody that was in the chat room. Man, we had a lot of uh, action in the chat room. Uh, we've got Warrior Z Martinez. Uh, we've got Lemon Pepper Wings. Now, you know, now I want Lemon Pepper Wings. The damn things are delicious. Uh, we got uh, Chico's Tacos. Uh, we got Todd Baker. Let's see, um, who else we got in the chat room? Ashley Reeves was here, and hello, Ashley. We got Logan, my son, and uh, boy, there are a lot of people. A lot of different people were in here. So if I missed you, I apologize. Uh, but man, let me tell you something, guys. I I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I really had a great time. I think uh, I think the moral of the story is that we need more people like us. We just cannot be afraid to stand up for what we truly believe in. And our beliefs are legitimate. As much as the left wants to delegitimize what we believe in, our beliefs are legitimate. And we've got to, to, to educate ourselves. We've got to continue to do that. We've got to continue to have conversations like this. We've got to continue to uh, just hammer the point home. And uh, that's why we wanted to kind of cross-pollinate our shows. I wanted to talk to you guys and let people out there know that the Proud Boys aren't racists. It's not a white supremacist group. We've got a Latino standing right in front of me on this show who's a member of the Proud Boys. And so I don't think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Barry, you wouldn't join like uh, the Peckerwoods, would you? I don't know, man. I'm a coconut. <laughs> no, nah, man. You know, That's... you're not going to go out and join the Aryan Nation. No, man. Of course not. That'd be stupid of me. Well, of I, course. I, I love being a proud boy, man. It, it's a it's a drinking organization. It's a frat, basically, mm -hmm. with the Patriot problem. That's fantastic. And, oh, by the way, thank you for your service, too. I didn't mention oh, that I earlier. Appreciate so it. thank you for your service, Uh Love you guys. Uh, I want to have you on again, and I'd love to be on your show. You just let me know when and where. I'll be uh, I'll be glad to be on your show. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and end it for the night. Is there anything, one, anything else you want to say before we close off the show? I want to say, everybody that's listening out there in the world, sign up for phoenixsocialnetwork.org. It is a social network where you, freedom of speech is all accepted. You can say whatever you want, how you want to say it, when you want to say it. There's no censoring. You saw the ad. It's a great organization. It started by my friend from the, the Angry Viking family um, because they got booted off every platform available seven times, so they started their own. And it's a great, it's a great program. It's a great uh, network. It's fun. It runs just like Facebook, but you could say what you want, how you want to say it, free speech. Also, go to www.theconservativechicanos.com forward slash merch, and you could get this beautiful shirt that I'm rocking right now. <laughs> it's it's the uh, conservative bear shirt. I love it. It's my logo right here. Oh, right on. And it says, it says, uh, we need we need more TCB conservative bear and less TDS trauma range syndrome. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that Phoenix social network is a perfect way to get involved in the movement, make your voice known. Um, and that's what I would encourage everybody out there to do. Just no matter if you're black, white, brown, Asian, doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, we're fighting for the constitution of the country. Use our voices as much as we possibly can. Get the word out. Stand fast in your faith. Stand fast in prayer. Stand fast any way you possibly can. And let's fight this good fight. Amen to that, Pablo. All right. Conservative Bear, Pablo. God bless you guys both. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Continue to do it. Like the Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight. Continue to do so. Don't back down. Don't let yourself be canceled by this crazy cancel culture out there. Keep speaking your mind. And uh, until next time, uh, stay safe. And God bless, guys.